Welcome back to Your Best Bets. We've uh, been on a bit of a hiatus. We had uh, the last golf tournament a couple weeks ago that we we previewed, and we took a bit of a break for Thanksgiving. Hope every every one of our listeners had just a swell Thanksgiving, uh, enduring some rather poor football early and some good football in the middle of the day and some poor football in the evening. Um, Joining me tonight to preview NFL Week 13, look back at Week 12, talk a little MVP race. Brandon Thornton is here live from Michigan. How are you, sir? Doing great, Phil. Thanks for having me on. It's good to be back and ready to talk some football. Well, uh, could, at least some parts. <laughs> some parts. Could you tell I, I wasn't even sure what city you live in? I just said, well, we'll just go with Michigan. I'm okay with Michigan. Like, you know, it's it's a brotherhood, you know. You know, we, we enjoy, you know, self-deprecating humor and cheering yes. for things that cause us pain. So, <laughs> and, and joining us is fellow Michigander, but now living here in Fort Wayne, the, the great city of Fort Wayne, Johnny Strauser is here. You're finally on the NFL show. You've, you've been bargaining for a while, so we, we let you in at least one time. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to be on the show and make some bad picks like uh, like, like I do in golf. So, you know, it's just kind of moving on to the next sport to, to, to you know, to fail it. But good to be here. It's pretty typical we make some pretty bad picks on the NFL show because it's impossible to bet it's so sport. And oh, uh, yeah. we'll talk about five games in a little bit. And these are some really tough games this week. There's, there's some decent games. There's also just some horrible horrible games as well uh i want to i want to take a look back at week 12 first um guys i th- i feel like in my opinion this, the league is just wide open this year and you know i've been talking with the last couple shows with, with some other guys and i feel like parity reigns this year the nfc i feel like one week it's it's tampa the next week it's dallas and then right now it feels like maybe the packers and then the afc it's been this weird, like, I don't know, watching New England rise back to where they're, they're we're used to seeing them with a rookie yeah. quarterback. Um, Brandon, who do you, who do you trust most in, in each conference right now? Who do I trust? Yeah. Yeah. Like trust for an outcome or trust <laughs> to win? <laughs> You're looking too far into the question, I think. (laughs) Who do I trust? I trust the Lions will probably lose by a field goal. Uh, (laughs) Right. right. Okay. Let's say say you you had to pick one team from each conference to win a game this weekend. Who are you picking? Oh, um, I think it all totally depends on the matchups this year, and that's the problem. I think every team has definable strengths and weaknesses especially the top six of six to eight of each conference. So it's all about who they're playing and if it matches up the right way. Um, I, that's a really good know, non-answer. Like, I know it is. Cause I don't have an answer. Cause I'm like, I'm trying to think of teams. Um, I was going to put money that mattered to me. Um, 
I probably put it on the Packers to win a game. Mm-hmm. Um, just because n- the defense is actually playing well, well, and uh, assuming that the quarterback hasn't lied about some other disease. Um, so that's sort of, uh, that's, that's where I'd probably put my money at this point. Um, just because their defense has been playing really, really well. And I think the other team is <sighs> this matchup, notwithstanding probably the Patriots. Yeah. Um, they're playing solid football. I mean, the Patriots seem to be maybe the most well-rounded team in the league, uh, on both sides of the ball. Mac Jones is doing what's asked of him. He's not making mistakes. I would say he's doing a little bit more than just managing the game. He's he's making enough plays down the field to put enough points on the board, and the defense is just very stout right now. I mean, looking at the Packers, they're defensively, I think they're, they're all better. They're better than we expected them to be. I think we thought that was a good unit, but they're an elite unit, and Rodgers is still doing Rodgers things. And wouldn't it be some weird – weird symmetry after everything that's happened in the in the offseason and now during the season that the, this this would be the way he goes out with Green Bay. Johnny, what's your take on the Packers oh, and the and the Pats? Are we looking are those the two best teams going right now? I think right now you could say that and you know it would be kind of ironic it would be I don't know if it would ever be neat to see as as you know NFC North fans is seeing the Packers succeed saying that that would be a neat thing, but it, it just seems like it's trending that way. Um, Matt LaFleur is a, you know, he's a top level uh, football coach. Their defense is, is, you know, not just the, the, the makeshift stopgate thing that, you know, a lot of good offensive teams have, they can actually make plays and stop teams. And, and Aaron, Rodgers is kind of in that FU mode where he's just, he's just balling out. You know, he, he seems to, whenever he is angry at something, at anything, he's really good at motivating himself and uh, um, having Randall Cobb back this year and uh, Devontae Adams. And now he's trusting his other, you know, his other receivers who, um, you know, who he's had some issues with in the past with drop balls and whatnot. But I mean, they, they seem to game plan well each week. Uh, Matt LaFleur, I think, is actually a really good coach for Rodgers and allows him to, um, you know, to, to call plays at the line, uh, to, more, uh, you know, be more of Aaron Rodgers than what uh, Mike McCarthy used to do. And then if you look at the other conference, you know, the, the Patriots are hot right now. They're doing everything that they need to do. Um, yeah, Mac Jones is playing unbelievably well. Um, I think it's not a huge surprise, but. I think, like you said, there was going to be more of a, uh, um, a game manager, and he's doing a little bit more than that. He's not really turning over the ball at all, which is obviously critical to, uh, to any team's success. So, yeah, th- those, are, those are two real solid teams that you could trust, um, you, know, you know, getting a win. Um, but there is some other teams out there. Uh, you look at Kansas City. Um, they've won four in a row uh, after starting up the season, what, three and four. Um, maybe they're you know, they're figuring stuff out. They just, they're coming off the bye week this week and uh, you know, they're, they're going to be trending and you look at other teams and just as Brandon said, there, there's a lot of teams with a lot of dynamic, um, you know, positions, um, um, you know, sides of the ball, the way they, they, their styles of offenses and defenses, but every team's got a flaw. So it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be 
uh, a week to week thing. And that's where you see a lot of this parody here where you don't see a team that's like 10 and one right now is just because there there's these flaws and, and each team usually is, is good enough um, where really most every team, at least quality team can beat another quality team on a given week. Can I pump the brakes on the, on the, on the pads for, for a second? You know, they've won six in a row. That's great. Um, you know, they've, during that stretch, they've beaten the jets. They've beaten the Panthers who have proven themselves to be pretty terrible at football. And by the way, Cam Newton is, can we He's put bad. a fork? Can we put a fork? He's done. Yeah. How, 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 how crazy am I? I fucking started him in fantasy football last week and I lost because of that. Um, um, so they beat the Panthers. They beat the Falcons, who have proven to be a kind of a roller coaster this year, mainly down against good teams. So, and, and then a win against the Browns, against a banged up Baker Mayfield. I, I just want to be, you know, cautious that this isn't this isn't the 2005 Pats. This isn't even the 2015 Pats. Uh, I, I'm still not sold yet. Um, if they go into Buffalo, which is a game that we're going to talk about on Monday night and beat the bills, then, then you have my attention for sure. Um, so I just, I wanted to put that disclaimer out there about the Pats. Uh, and go ahead. I feel the other team we're not really talking about is Arizona, but it, what the reason yeah. I didn't bring them up is because I think their flaw is health. Um, I think if they're healthy, I think Arizona has a legit shot. I mean, if their quality wins are quality wins but I think their flaw has been the health of their players and in the playoffs, that'll kill you. Yeah. Coach. <laughs> Listen, I have doubted Cliff Kingsbury pretty much every time we talk about the Cardinals the last year on, on this show. And uh, he's, he's proven me wrong this year. That's for sure. Uh, I will, I will say so far Cliff is doing a, he's doing a really nice job with this team. I didn't expect them to be good at all. I mean, mediocre, but um, so yeah, good point. The Cardinals are kind of still going under the radar, which is a nice spot to be in. Uh, I want to talk about the Rams real quick. The Rams kind of remind me of one of those NBA teams that has all the talent and you're waiting for that switch to go on. And you're just, you know, they make, they make a midseason trade for an already loaded roster and you go into the second half of the season, man, that, I, I know that team, when they get their five together, they're going to start that, that chemistry. They're, they're, they're going to start driving. They're going to start winning. You're not going to want to face them, but it never happens. Are the team, are the Rams, that team this year where all the talent is there, but something's missing. I Anybody? will uh, turn this over to our resident Matthew Stafford expert, Mr. Brandon Thornton. <laughs> Would like this to get your views I on mean, this. I mean, this isn't a You're whole, in his face. Is is this a Matthew Stafford issue in your mind, or is this a Rams issue? Um, I think it's a roster management issue. So is Master Matthew Stafford a part of that? Yes. And is Matthew Stafford um I think hindsight is going to prove the Lions got a really, really fantastic deal and the Rams got screwed. Um, but that's not because of who Matthew Stafford was in Detroit, but um, I think his injuries are finally catching up with his play. Um, I think, I mean, what was it, two years ago he broke his back, John? Is that what it was when he had a literal broken back and had back surgery to replace it or three years ago? I think the compounding just getting smashed so many times behind a bad team's offensive line 
I think the knowledge is there. I, you know, I mean, he's doing what we have all went through where you think your body can still do it and you try to do it. And nope, I can't do that physical miraculous play anymore. I think that's what's hitting Stafford. And I think that's some of it. I think the other part is, is they, when they went to the Super Bowl, their second and third stringers were guys like Sue and stuff like that on that defensive line. I mean, Sue wasn't the top name on their defensive line, but he was a role player that helped them get there. I think they've lost a lot of depth and a lot of quality on the defensive side that helped them get to the Super Bowls. And since then, um, with like paying uh, Jared Goff or the other contracts that they've had to deal out, I think that they um, just price themselves out of quality depth. I think that's a good point, um, and I think that's something that's overlooked. I mean, we know they have the top-end talent, but they've constructed their team where it's it's boomer bust with the 22 that they have, and if injuries happen, they don't have a lot of quality backups to, to rely on. And um, I, I think I think that's a good point. Um, you know, we know that their running game has been in shambles pretty much all season, um, and yep. – Stafford is kind of reverting back to some some of the Stafford stuff that you guys are obviously used to. I'm used to seeing as a Bears fan. Um, when things are going great, he's unbelievable. But when things break down, there's still there's, that's that's when Stafford has you know had some issues. Fair to say, right, Johnny? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I think the way this Rams team and you look at Sean McVay, the coach, they run. I mean, it's a finesse kind of offense. It's a timing-based offense um, that is pass-heavy. Um, they've lost some significant people on their offensive line to free agency, and they've elected to, you know, to replace it with – they've got some good defensive players, but, you know, going after the receivers and, and Stafford and um, not really going at uh, – as far as a run game. And you just – Stafford's always going to be your guy who – like you said, when, when things are, when the timing is good and he's going to, he's going to throw for a billion yards, a bunch of touchdowns and, and everything like that. But if, when it comes down to it, when the, when the weather's cold or when uh, the defense is tough, um, it, you know, it's just whether he's got that kind of it factor, whether he's got the time to throw the ball, um, whether he's got those you know elite receivers that are going to end up uh, catching it. But, you know, I've, I've never really trusted um, in at least in the past year or, or so is Sean McVay and that offense when, when you need a first down, when you need four yards for a first down. I mean, look at the Green Bay Packers, look at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if in a third and four situation in, in, you know, the NFC wildcard playoffs, middle of the fourth quarter, you know, whatever it is, they have to got, they've got to get five yards how often is he going to figure out a way with with uh, with his receivers and his line? I mean, yeah. How often is he going to get five yards? I mean, pretty much it seems like every single time. And and I just don't know if that if that Rams offense, especially, you know, it's, it's got it's got that LA glamour to it that uh, you know when the weather gets cold and you know the defenses tighten up and everything like that. I, I don't feel great about that team, and I'm not talking, you know, just about the quarterback, but I'm talking about that team um, being able to, to get that, you know, get that first down, you know, late in the fourth quarter or whatever it is, or get that score or move, uh, move the ball 
when they need to move the ball. So, you know, it's also because they've lost three games in a row. So, you know, what have you done for me lately? But I think this is kind of the, the more so of the real Rams team showing up. Yeah, I, I had pretty much no faith in the Rams to go win that game at Green Bay when the weather, weather gets cold, when things just get more reliant on defense, more reliant on the running game. And, like, you made a great point. It is it is a finesse team. I, I just don't trust them to play smash-mouth football. You know, I look at a team like the Colts, who I think, I think the Colts are really good. I do. And I, weirdly, they could miss they could miss the playoffs and be maybe the second or third best team in the AFC. Uh, I feel like we might be headed down that road. Um, but you you put them on uh, on the field with a team like the Colts. I just feel like the Colts are physically imposing. They can basically run the ball down your throat and the Rams. I just don't as much talent as they have. I just don't I don't trust them. I don't trust them right now. Um they haven't been good since Todd Gurley was good. Yeah, when they had a good running back. I mean, they they could move the ball. He because he played most of that uh, Super Bowl year, didn't he? And then he had the injury where they were True. they were like benching him and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, that's what you need is you need a guy who can get you yards. And that's when golf was was good, and, and and that offense was predicated off of play action because you had a threat to run the ball. And yep. when and and that's when. McVay's offense was really dynamic. And now it's, I mean, obviously Cooper Cup is great, but they're very one dimensional. Um, it feels like Mike Marks' offense when he was in Detroit. It's mm. a lot of just drop back and throw yeah. it. Hmm. Mike Marks? And that didn't end well in Detroit. Didn't end well in Chicago either. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys took him after we had him. That's that was right. a bad idea. That's right. Um, like taking the Lions sloppy seconds? Come on. <laughs> Yeah, his first his first order of business was to trade Greg Olson. I loved and never got over that one. Um, who the hell is MVP of this league now? Uh, can we can we can we go down the path of what this what has happened this year? Early on, it was Kyler, right? I mean, he was unbelievable. Then he does the Kyler thing where he gets hurt and he's going to miss five six weeks, so automatically he's pretty much disqualified from the MVP conversation. Safford was hot early. Uh, Johnny and I's preseason Stafford MV, when MVP was looking good. Now it's 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 not so good. Dak has been solid. Mahomes was ugly early. Now he's maybe kind of a dark horse to win it again. And then Brady and Josh Allen are still the favorites. Who's the MVP or who's going to be the MVP of the league? Johnny? Um, if I had to pick right now, it, I'm – I'm expecting a, a, a good final stretch here for the, the Buffalo Bills. Um, so Josh Allen is going to be my pick. Um, I did get him preseason. I can't remember the odds that I got him at, but I've got a ticket for him. Um, I thought Dak was going to be the guy because that offense was absolutely humming um, just a few weeks ago. It wasn't even that fu- that long ago. And, you know, since then, um, since he uh, missed the game and then um, they've been kind of just – very, very mediocre there. But, uh, you know, it's probably going to be one of those things where it's going to be between Tom Brady, Josh Allen, and and Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think those are kind of your three. I, you know, obviously you can't throw Mahomes out of it, but I, I think he's a, he, he's 
at least fourth at this point. But, you know, looking at the betting favorites, though, if you want to place a, a midseason bet of, uh, of Brady – at, at plus 350, Josh Allen at plus 450, and Aaron Rodgers at plus 600. Um, if you didn't want Mahomes at 10 to 1, I still think Aaron Rodgers at 6 to 1 odds. That's still pretty good this late in the season there with them not having that clear cut MVP. And, and, and just as you had said, I mean, look at the guys who had two or three good games and then they're suddenly the, the front runner for MVP. So really it could take a good, just final stretch of the season. I'm picking Allen, but um, you know, I could see Rogers definitely overtaking him and, and being Aaron Rodgers for the remainder of the season. It's kind of weird if, if Allen wins this, because I think he, I thought he was better last season. Mm-hmm. What I have yeah. seen. Um, I wish we could just give it to Jonathan Taylor. We know he won't win it, but arguably he's been I, the best. He's best one of the names player. I have written down as right. as a dark horse. Right. I, and, and, and he'll he'll probably win the offensive player of the year, him or Cooper Cup. I, they're their favorites right now. But, yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is the reason the Colts are even where they are now at 500. Yes. So my question on that, it, like, I think I wrote down like 12 names for – um mvp because like it's it's literally all over it's all the guys we've been talking about um they're not going to give it to a defensive player they that that those days are well gone and passed because and nobody's really standing out and running away with it that way um i think it really depends on who has a strong finish It, it really does who has a strong finish and wills their team into the playoffs with the quarterback play um but like you said about the the way the Colts have been playing, um, I could see a dark horse candidate coming at the end of the year of Wentz or Taylor. Um, if they play their way into the playoffs, um, I could see them at least being a huge comp- conversation for that. Um, but that would mean the other players would have to take a drop, quite a drop. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Taylor is a good option. Um, he, he's at 18 to one. The problem is, is this award is so, is so QB biased that yes. And like, like Phil said, he, he probably could, is going to win offensive player of the year, but you know, they, whether they vote, you know, usually quit the quarterback is, is that MVP position, but I, I don't mind Taylor at all. That might be worth a little bit of a flyer bet just in case. I mean, Although him only moving up to that much after scoring five touchdowns and what he's had, he's had scores in nine consecutive games or something like that, that he's only 18 to one would, uh, would make me a little concerned, but I mean, if, but if, he, that, if he keeps if he, this up, if he plays that, it plays them into a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that means that he's hot from now to the end of the year. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a lot of, sure. I mean, but can we all agree if Derek Henry wouldn't have been hurt, he'd be the MVP candidate right now. Who? Who? Uh, uh, Tennessee's running back. Oh, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he would, I mean, he was, he was what, looking at what, a second 2,000 yard season? I mean, compared to the no other clear cut favorites, he, he would be if he wasn't in Taylor. Injured. Yeah. I think he'd be top five, maybe yeah. five or six. Yeah. You could argue that. I, I think Kyler was on his way to, I don't want to say a runaway, but like, I, I mean, he, there yeah. was there was a clear path for him, best yeah. best record in the league, obviously playing the best ball, making highlight plays. I mean, doing and beating good teams as well. Um, it's a shame he got hurt, um, 
I, I love that he's making his comeback this week against the Bears. It's, I mean, I love to see that. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> um, and and an up, update: uh, Zach Wilson is back to live favorite for to lead the league in most interceptions. And yes, that's, that's the thing that I was touting in the preseason, and uh, he's back. He's playing. So Zach, just start racking them up, man. Let's go. Uh, he's got. He's, <laughs> he's behind Ryan Tannehill, who's leading, but. Uh, you know, we we gotta we gotta expect Zach to win this. Uh, yeah, come on, Zach. As long Zach, as he plays, he'll win. <laughs> um, yep. I don't really have any other takeaways except, uh, um, I, you know, watching some of these games. It's just so unpredictable. The league is. Um, we're all in the the the, the same picks uh, pool. We do a, a pool against a picks against the spread. All all games against the spread, and um, it is so hard to even get a um, an above five hundred week. And especially if you're actually betting these games, um, you know I have certain rules I abide by. I know Johnny does. I don't know what Brandon's rules are. I don't know if you have rules. <laughs> Um, <laughs> chaos, baby, chaos. <laughs> pray for chaos, but follow your gut, baby. <laughs> and, and I'm and, and I'm gonna I'll, you'll probably see in one of our five games there's some of these rules that I, I'll I'll continue to abide by. Even it's if it's gross, it's ugly, it feels bad. It's just the way the NFL goes. Um, so that's my takeaway: is this 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 league is impossible. Yeah, Vegas has been so good at setting these lines, and 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 for betters, if if you're like a hardcore like watch the lines all week type of thing, a lot of times these these lines are going to be within a half point, and you just got to watch where where the sharps are going and or or where the public money is hammering, and and you've got to bet opposite of it. And that's when we get into this uh, these week to week games. That's, I'll talk about that a little bit more on on where to watch these lines at. But isn't it nuts though how just how close they are with uh, you know with the, where they pick the spread to where these games actually finish? Exactly. Yep. All right, let's get to it. Week thirteen. Um, when I was looking at the schedule to decide what five games to discuss, I didn't want to have to talk about a couple of these games that I felt like we had to based on just the, the team's records and the importance of the games. This game is an interesting one and it, it, it's, it's going to potentially go a long way in the AFC uh, playoff race. The LA chargers are visiting the Cincinnati Bengals uh, currently that line I show as, and I just had it and I lost it. Um, I think it is Bengals by three. Bengals by uh, three. Yes. Uh, I saw earlier in the week, it was at three and a half. I, I'm sure the, uh, the pros in this game, they snagged that right away. And that's why this game has been bet down to three over under at 50 and a half. I show 74% of the bets are on the Bengals. 58% of the money is on the Bengals. So more bets on the Bengals, but not a, a huge percent of the money. Uh, of course, the Bengals coming off the dominating win last week against the Steelers, where they made Ben Roethlisberger just look just look really sad. And he's not, he's not one of these guys that's aging well like Rodgers and Brady. It's, it's the opposite. And when it goes for quarterbacks, it's just some of them, they're just done. And it's just they wake up and it's done. And he's one of these guys, and I, I don't want to see him. Um, and consequently, the Steelers are now in a position where, and we'll talk about it 
um, where they're they're going to be in a must win this week. But the Bengals continue this climb uh, in the AFC North, where uh, you know their offense is looking good, their defense is fast. I don't, I didn't really know what to think about their coach, but um, this team seems to be on the climb. The Chargers, on the other hand. They really struggled last week to, to move the ball against the Broncos. Justin Herbert feels like he's regressed a little bit the last couple of weeks compared to where he was early in the season. He was one of these guys the first three, four weeks that looked like an MVP candidate. Now he's looking like a sophomore slump kind of guy. Johnny, where's your, where's your thoughts on this game? Well, I think it, when, it, when you look at it, everything – points towards the Bengals this week. I mean, they had that, that dominant win, that physically dominating win against Pittsburgh. They can, they can move the ball. Um, you know, they're, they're okay on defense. They've got a really good running game, but Joe Mixon, um, you know, Burroughs playing as good. Joe Burroughs playing as good as, as he has. Um, everything points towards the Bengals there, but uh, um, the Chargers on the other hand, uh, like you said, I, I don't know which one's a better quarterback Burrow or, or Herbert. I, I love them both. Um, they haven't looked as good. They've been trending down. They've got to, you know, fly co- cross country to play in this game um, in the, you know, in the cooler weather, everything is pointing towards Bengals. Um, but I think that win last week, that, uh, that, that big time win against Pittsburgh, which, you know, Pittsburgh is what they are. Maybe they're, you know, they're not as good and everything like that, but you know, this is, I would think a pretty emotional um, win, generally emotionally draining, um, I, I wish I would have gotten in on the line when it was Cincinnati three and a half. Cause I would have, uh, with, with the public going in on Cincinnati and I would have, uh, went chargers. Um, I think I'm going to watch that because I, I actually lean chargers plus three in this one. Although I don't know if I'll bet it at plus three, I I'd rather wait to see if the hook hits and gets to three and a half. Um, it just, the, the Chargers have struggled against good dominant defenses. Cincinnati doesn't have that dominant defense, so I think Herbert can uh, um, can move the ball a little bit easier compared to some of the past couple of weeks when he's play, had the tougher games. So this one right here, um, you know, I, I look at it being probably high scoring as long as the weather. Um, the weather is, is decent with the wind and everything like that in Cincinnati, but, um, I'm leaning chargers at plus three. I'll, I'll hit it. If it gets to three and a half, um, if it's two and a half, it's a stay away because I think the chargers could win this outright and the 50 and a half, um, I'm going to lean on the over on that because they, they got good receivers, got good running backs, got great quarterbacks, um, you know, I think you naturally got it. If you're looking at anything, you got to hit the over on this one. Brandon, what do you like here? Um, to win outright, I think the Bengals are going to win. Um, but for with the betting line, I think that's a that is a cruel betting line at three points because I, I think, like John said, it San Diego when they're humming can put up points. Um, when I first saw the game, I, my first gut reaction was, is it, uh, who's going to, is, are the Bengals going to bangle or are the Chargers going to Charger? I mean, they both have a tendency to do well when you do well at times and then build up hope and then drop. And so are the Bengals do going to do what they've done in our history, or are they starting to turn that corner? Um, and as you said, beating the Steelers really isn't a 
<clears throat> as prestigious as it once was. Um, I think. Uh, so I agree. The over fifty. I'd take the over over on the points for sure. Um, but I I think I'd probably take the three point the three. I'd go with the Bengals. Um, I wouldn't bet it hard though because I could see that being a a two point game very easily. So you you would lay the three and take the Bengals there to cover. Yeah, um, if push came to shove, which which it always does. If push always it does. Like I mean, like if that's where I mean, like if you if you made me place money on it, that's where I'd go with it, especially with the point differential. I mean, Bengals are plus eighty three, San Diego's minus twenty minus twenty points. Um, digging into the point differential, like it. Um, I, I get to break the tie here. Uh, you know, it's it's weird. Every time I watch the Chargers, I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see I don't see the hype. They can't stop the run. Their offense has been struggling off and on. I mean, I know they had the huge game a couple weeks ago against the Steelers when they when they scored over forty, but it's been inconsistent. Um, also, the Bengals aren't as good as they looked last week either. Um, the NFL is you get overvalued a week after a huge win and this chargers are probably a little undervalued after they struggled last week. And because of that, I'm going to take the chargers getting the three um, in a game that Vegas sees as basically even I'll take the, I don't feel great about it though, either. Um, their, their run defense is scary. If you're looking for a prop in this game, just, just, just blind bet Joe Mixon to score um, because they can't stop the run. Um, I would also hit the over as well. I'll take my chances with Chargers plus three. Um, the game that I was referring to earlier that I, I didn't want to have to talk about this game, but I guess we have to because it's important to both uh, conferences for the playoff picture. It's the Washington football team at the Las Vegas Raiders. 405 game. Currently the Raiders are favored by two and a half over under at 49 and a half. And if there's one team that I could not figure out this season, it's the Las Vegas Raiders. Every time I think, all right, too much, too much to overcome, too much adversity. Let's, can we finally bury them? And then they show up and they beat Dallas on Thanksgiving and you know, Derek Carr's got the whole thing with the eyeliner and, you know, that, that he's got going and he's got nobody to throw to, but he's still making plays. I, I can't figure this team out. And then on the other side of the ball, Washington is now in a real, real good position to be a wild card in the NFC. And low key, is Taylor Heineke one of the five most fun quarterbacks to watch? Am I crazy? No, I, I think he's uh, – Seriously. I like those guys who can just kind of wheel and deal. I mean, he he said he was a – like when he was a kid, he dressed up as like Brett Favre for Halloween and stuff like that, wanted to be Brett Favre on the football field, and he kind of plays that way. Where, and those guys are fun to watch when they can – when they can complete passes and when they can get it to the receivers and everything. But, yeah, he's, he's kind of a – he's coming into his own a little bit. There's a, a little issue with the arm strength and getting it there, but – I mean, fun guy to watch. Otherwise, I I, I enjoy watching this game. I, I had a I had a hell of a fun time watching him on Monday night, and uh, it's it's it feels like chaos. And I'm not saying he's necessarily good. I just think it's entertaining, if nothing else. Um, over under in this game is at 49 and a half. Brandon, 
um, is either oh, I was going to ask you is either team trustworthy. I don't want to get into that trustworthy um, question with you again because it goes way deeper. Um, so I trust they, Washington more than I trust the Raiders. Okay, okay. <laughs> is that because of coaching? Is that because of what? what why is that? I think um, they have a run game. They have a quarterback who, while talent might not be top end, is hitting his groove. And they have a great defense. That defense is starting to sort of show signs of what we thought it would be when they made all those signings in the last two years. And I think, I mean, the record is not good, but it, they're hitting their stride and they might sneak in at the bottom of the playoff or, I mean, let's be honest with that NFC East. I mean, they might take the division. I mean, I, I, I think Washington football team is going to, I, I would bet on them. I don't even know what the spread is. I, I don't think it's going to be two and a half. Oh, I'm taking Washington all day. So you're taking the points and you're taking Washington to win outright. Yeah. All right. So, so one plus one fifteen on the money line. Brandon likes that. Johnny, where are you going with this one? I've got to agree with a lot of what Brandon said there because it just it, you know this feels like it should be the Raiders. It it just should be the Raiders winning it, coming in there, win by you know win by a score, take care of business. Their cars, you know, the better quarterback. Uh, they're playing at home, everything like that. that. That's, that's always what happens with the Raiders, right? You know, absolutely not. Um, they, they seem to, I, you know, they've, they've had the, the, you know, the extra time here. Uh, Washington's on the short week playing Monday night. Um, so again, everything points to, to the Raiders here, but uh, you know, I just, you just can't trust. There's just no faith that they're going to be able to, uh, um, you know, score a lot of points, especially if Darren Waller doesn't play. Then who? I mean, literally, who's he going to throw the ball to? I mean, yeah. there's nobody really uh, other than uh, uh, Renfro there that he can throw it to. So um, I, I will actually, I, I do like uh, the football team at plus two and a half, uh, a little bit on the money line at plus one fifteen. Not touching the over under, um, but I do like uh, Taylor Heineke over one and a half passing touchdowns at minus one thirty. Um, that one feels like that could be a, uh, um, a pretty good play there. Also, if you, you know, with the, the touchdowns, um, you know, and he kind of, how he wheels and deals there, he's also, um, minus 145 to throw an interception. I think that, uh, there's a very real possibility and probability that he does have an interception, but I, like I said, I think, uh, I think Washington ends up winning this. Um, I, I like the money line. I like the spread. Um, on this one all the way. What's what's the betting lines on uh, DJ McKissick? McKissick. JD McKissick is for rushing or receiving. They don't have him out yet. They don't have him out yet. No. What do you like on that? Do you like him rushing or receiving? Uh, probably more the receiving, but he's building that rushing resume. Like, I think he's the X factor for this team. Like when he rolls, they do well. And again, it goes to that running game travels and yeah, he, he, he was banged up in the Monday night game. So I, that's why he's not on the board right now, but 
if he plays, though, I do like his receiving numbers, whatever they, they're going to be. If it's yeah, twenty-five I mean, yards or thirty yards or whatever it is, he's going to get he's going to get at least four five catches and at okay. a minimum. So I like that. Eighty-one percent of the bets are on the Raiders. Ninety-three percent of the money is on the Raiders in this game. When this line came out and I saw it, I thought it was kind of fishy because I, I figured it should be three. Uh, Raiders coming off a huge win on the road. I thought maybe their value would be a little higher. So the fact that Washington is is getting two and a half and not the three, I, I, I wonder if Vegas values them uh, a little bit more strongly than – than you would have initially thought. I guess I'm with you guys. Um, I, I, I just think the Raiders are a, a really up and down team. Uh, I'll use the trust word here. I don't trust the Raiders. Never have. Never will um, they? T- they've done this this thing the last couple of seasons where they start out really strong. They're four and one, four and two, and then they just typically fade toward the end of the year. And I think this is a Washington Washington team that's finding its footing. I like Gibson running the ball. Um, I like McKissick as as a uh, uh, you know kind of change of pace guy out of the backfield. I love McLaurin. I think McLaurin's a top ten receiver on any other team. Yeah. Um, I like Ron Rivera, and the defense is improving. So I'll take the I'll take the uh, Washington football team plus two and a half, and I love the sprinkle on the money line as well, plus one fifteen. Unanimous. Yep, I think you gotta. I think you just gotta take Washington here and and, and trust the momentum of the team uh, building. Um, game three, we got the. Oh, okay, I lost my spot again. Um, I'm really good at the uh, the Ravens. I know it's called age, man. Get used to it. Ah, man, <laughs> age and kids wear me down. Um, Four twenty five. Uh, the Ravens coming off that just ugly ass win on uh sunday night uh at the steelers the the aforementioned steelers uh the ravens are favored by four points on the road in a divisional game over under at a very low total of 44 and a half points uh quick preview here 73 percent of the bets are on the ravens 88 percent of the money is on the ravens here i'll start with johnny what you got it is after seeing Pittsburgh uh, several weeks, but especially this last week, I, I, I can't see how you, you'd bet on Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, it's just, I mean, Roethlisberger, is not gonna, he's got no time to throw, and he holds on to the ball too long as it is. Um, it's just, it, it, I mean, it was, it was, it was bad. It was bad football is what they were playing there. So, I mean, I, I like Baltimore minus fours, you know, it's not too bad. You get above that, you know, it's, it's under a touchdown there, but you know, I could see him winning by six or seven points. Um, I don't think Baltimore is really that, that good of a team, but I don't think they're that bad of a team. And when you got a guy like Lamar who, who has the ball in his hands quite a bit um, and could, you know, and, and could rush it, and, and move, move the, the ball somewhat. I, I'm going to, I'm leaning, I'm leaning Ravens there. Um, total minus four. I, I feel pretty good about even if the line moves to, to five, I would still probably bet it. 
Um, point total, don't really like the full game point total. I don't mind the first half under 22 and a half because um, I just don't know. Oh, yeah. Pittsburgh, you know, they seem to they, – they can kind of, you know, when they when they open it up and the teams don't rush as much in the second half and, and Roethlisberger has time to throw. I mean, he could throw for – 500 yards, you know, in, in certain situations there. So I'll look at doing something like that, maybe playing a first half under on that, on the, on the 22 and a half, but I do like Baltimore to win this game and to cover the spread. Um, I'm looking now here for team total. Yeah. I don't really, the team total is 19 and a half for Pittsburgh and 24 and a half for Baltimore. don't really like those numbers there, but those are the, those would be my two leans here is Baltimore minus four. And then first half under 22 and a half. Brandon, I get the feel that you're, you're following this one. Oh yeah. Like uh, as long as Lamar suits up, um, I think the Ravens win. Um, if it's, and it's only four, I would take that, uh, or what, minus four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, minus four. I, yeah, I'd take the minus four all day. If you get over a touchdown, yeah, because the Ravens have these games or they have these times where they just, I mean, they only beat the Lions by two points or whatever it is. So um, it, is it possible? But I take the Ravens to for sure win this, but the four points, I would take that bet. Um and the point differential between them is insane. I mean, like Steelers is minus 43 Ravens are plus 23. I mean, <laughs> everything points to the Ravens, for sure. It does. Yeah. Um, guys, you know where I'm going with this one. Johnny already knows I'm taking the Steelers. Uh, oh plus, my God. It's, 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 I, I mentioned this earlier. It's so gross. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it, but this is just, this is a divisional home dog coming off a awful performance. This is a perfect spot to take Mike Tomlin. This is he thrives yeah. as an underdog. You're getting these these Ravens Steelers games are always ugly. They're low scoring. They're always decided by a field goal. I'm getting the home team. I'm I'm, I'm getting the home team against a Ravens team that to me is somewhat fraudulent. What do they do well? What they, they can't run the ball. Lamar is not – they can't pass the ball right now. He threw four picks the other night, and they did not look good. Uh, they got past a middling Browns team that has an injured Baker Mayfield. I, I just – I think the, the Ravens are frauds. They're I'm not saying – a phony 8-3. Uh, yeah, I just – I think I think as a one seed, I mean, I don't know where they're going to end up, but, I mean, I don't I don't feel good about them as a, as a playoff team in the playoffs. I don't love doing it, but I think you just have to take the Steelers. Uh, that's that's where I'm going with it. I also love home dogs, and I love divisional home dogs. So uh, that's that's where I'm headed with this one. Um, this is where I go to just – this is one of my rules for NFL betting, and I, I, I could miss it, and I can live with it. Um, so it's it, okay. it feels it feels gross. But especially after I just said Roethlisberger looked like he was a fucking corpse out there last week. You but. did. You pretty much yeah, smashed I, him and then threw the I, curve. And like the only reason they're starting, like as a team, like just speaking as team and as a team, as a fan of the if I was a fan of Steelers, I'd want them to bench Roethlisberger and at least see what you have in Dwayne Haskins. Because you right now you don't have a starting quarterback next year. And they're probably going to finish right around 500 
because that's what Tomlin's always done. And like they're going to finish at 500 and you're going to be like, okay, well, we can't get a starting quarterback at this point. Who are we going to throw out? And the backup that they've had playing against Detroit, I mean, he's not any good. (laughs) Mason Rudolph, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. Like, if I was a fan, I would want them to start Dwayne Haskins, and then, yeah, then I would go with your – I'd I'd go with the – pick the Steelers. But with Ben Roethlisberger, it's like, I just don't trust him. Like, Hmm. Should should we put a side bet on this one, you and I? (laughs) (laughs) For what? (laughs) Six-pack? Do whatever. What's funny is I when I earlier in the week I saw it was three and a half, and when it moved to four, I'm like, oh my god, this is going exactly the way I want it to go. Um, yeah. This is this is going to be my biggest bet of the week. Okay, trusting your money to Ben Roethlisberger. I'm trusting. I I'm trusting my money with Mike Tomlin and Mike Tomlin. just yeah, he's, the, the way these the way right. these divisional games go. That's that's where I'm yeah. going. It's no surprise. I, I, I revealed this in our, in our picks pool to Johnny that I've taken so many more dogs in, in our pool than anyone else. It's not even close. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't, it's not intentional. I, I saw the stats. I was like, holy shit, I've taken an underdog about twice as much as I've taken the favorite. And um, I don't know why, especially home dogs getting more than a touchdown, divisional dogs getting more than a field goal. It's automatic. Um, We'll see what happens. Six pack, we're we're good for that then. Yeah, I'll bet you six pack. That uh, I think, yeah, on the Ravens on this, yeah, yeah. especially yeah. with their the Confident. players whining about how it's no fun to play for them. Come on. <laughs> uh, game four, the Denver Broncos, who are probably the most quiet six and five in the league. At Kansas City, Kansas City favored by nine and a half points in this game. Um, this this is this is a total pros and Joe's game. Um, I'll, I'll pretty much the majority of the bets coming in on the Broncos, sixty seven percent on the Broncos, but sixty five percent of the money is on the Chiefs. So the big bets are coming in on the Chiefs. Chiefs are off a bye. We know Andy Reid is immaculate off bye weeks, um, but. The, on the other side of the ball, you got Teddy Bridgewater, who just flat out covers. Um, Road dog cover machine. Absolutely. So he was banged up last week. I don't really know his status yet. Um, if it's Drew Locke, then that's a different story. But um, I'll, I'll just go first on this one. If it's if it's Teddy Bridgewater, I'm just I'm just locking in the Broncos at nine and a half, and especially if you can find a ten out there. Um, if that, that game goes to 10, I, I think I would definitely take the Broncos if it's Bridgewater. I think there's still a lot of questions with the Chiefs offensively. Um, even though they've they've been winning, it hasn't been pretty. Uh, it's the last time we saw them against Green Bay a couple weeks ago. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that their offense is still broken. They still can't run the ball. And Mahomes is still... I don't know if he's looking for the big play, the home run every every time, but that offense looks different. The Broncos' defense really, really was impressive last week against Herbert and the Chargers' offense. Um, so if if Teddy can just do his thing and manage the game, I like them to cover that nine and a half. Brandon, I'm right there with you. Uh, I I'd take at that many points. I'd take the Broncos in a heartbeat. Um, it, 
they have they have both have a plus point differential, and the Broncos have only allowed 196 points this season. Like most most of the teams are up over in the 220s. I mean, that's significantly fewer points. Um, and the like you said, the game against the Packers, the Packers defense shut the Chiefs down and. I, oh yeah, I, I'd take the Broncos all day on that. Johnny's sweeping yeah. it. Yeah, I, I would have to as long as Bridgewater plays. Um, for for like what you said, I mean he he covers on the road. Almost, I mean, is really really good. The, the Chiefs don't cover spreads anyways for the past like two or three seasons. I mean, it's basically been since Mahomes has been uh, about halfway through his first season. I was I was reading he's only like. 25 to 35% um, where they actually cover the spread there. So I don't, I don't, I don't mind laying, um, laying some money on the Broncos to cover that as long as Bridgewater plays. Um, I think Kansas city is going to end up winning that game because they, you know, they had the bye week and Andy Reid's going to do his thing. Um, Also, I like the, uh, the Broncos to cover the five and a half in the first half Um, Kansas city this whole season has been uh, hot garbage at covering first half spreads. So um, I think they've only covered one, maybe it was two, but I think it was, it's only been one. So um, I'm going to pretty much look at that. I don't know if I like the totals at all, just because you just don't know if, if, if Denver is going to be able to, to really limit Kansas city. And I don't see them scoring much anyways, but I think that total is low enough that I, I don't want to touch it, but I think we'll go with the clean sweep and, uh, and go Denver um, full game and uh, first half, as long as Bridgewater plays. Chiefs are four and seven this year against the spread. Uh, kind of echo what we said that they, they cannot cover these big numbers. It's, it's just been the case the last two seasons and even more so right now with them struggling offensively. I also, I, I, I don't have, looks like the props aren't up, but if you can find a, a good number on Javante Williams uh, against the Chiefs run defense, I, I like him in this game. I think he's going to be featured more and more as the, he's the future guy running back in Denver. It's a team that likes to run the ball. And as it gets colder later in the season, the Broncos uh, are probably going to be pretty reliant on that running game. And I think we'll see it in this game. Final game, feature game of the week. Monday night, the Patriots at the Bills. Bills minus three. Over under at 43. Uh, here we go. AFC East lead on the line here. Brandon, start us out. What's the over under? 43. Low. That's real low. And it's who's favorite? I'm sorry, I zoned out. <laughs> What, Buffalo what, minus three. What are we talking Buffalo about minus here? Th- at home. <laughs> Buffalo minus three at home. Oh wow! Brandon's like, man, this show's going long. We got, we got to wrap yeah. this up. <laughs> well, my drink's gone now. I don't have anything to do to focus and <laughs> squirrel. Like, um, this is a hard pick. Um, what? To tie it back to the beginning of our conversation, I jokingly wrote down for MVP Bill Belichick because <laughs> um, what he's doing with the team after sort of taking a year off last year, just say whatever happens, happens, and then to come back this year, um, 
and what he's doing with a rookie quarterback and as the team play, it's, I mean, it's classic Patriots football that we've been seeing. Uh, It's hard for me to bet against the Patriot pick against the Patriots on that. Um, uh, but I, I think it's going to be one or two points. So like, it's going to be a one or two point game, whichever way it goes. So I really, th- I think I take the, it's bills minus bills by three. Yes. By three. Yeah. I, I think I'll take the Pats. Like, I think it's going to be a two point game. Like, I think we're losing Brandon's brain power as the, the show goes along. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. And I'm sorry. Like, I realized that was just, yeah. I love it. I love it. So I, I think you're taking the pass to cover the three. Yes. Yes, I'm taking the pass. pass to cover three. Just I got distracted by a, a cord. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna start speaking for you the rest of the way. Um, I, I'll, I'll go next. The, the I foreshadowed this earlier about the Patriots. I, I love the Bills here in this spot. I love the. I, lo- I love Monday night um, in Orchard Park. To maybe the best home field advantage in football. Um, Mac Jones hasn't gone up against a elite defense, really. I'm not saying Buffalo's elite, but I think they're a top 10 defense. Um, I I think Josh Allen figured a few things out last week against New Orleans. I love the Bills minus three here. I think you can hammer this. Uh, that's where I'm going, Johnny. I'm going to basically echo, and I'm just going to try to say it a different way here, what you said. And I, I completely agree. Um, you know, just just look back to um, when they played Sunday night. This was earlier in the season against the, against the Chiefs. Chiefs at that point were, were, were you know, they are, they are what they are. But uh, Josh Allen was just on this mission to – he was running the ball. He had a rushing touchdown. He had a couple, I think, passing touchdowns. That defense was playing – was playing hard. They were wanting to make a statement against the Chiefs. I think that was just it was at Arrowhead. Um, they wanted to establish themselves as the premier team in the AFC. Send that message, and they did. Um, couple bad weeks by the Bills. Um, Sean McDermott is a he. He's he's a, one of the he's a top five coach. I think so. I think he's going to have Josh Allen and that offense playing really really well. Like you said, going into Orchard Park, you got Bills Mafia Monday night. Um, public is going to be all over New England, and I'm hoping that they can they can bet it down to, to two and a half here. And at that point, I think uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be all over the Bills. I'll still bet them at minus three, but I do love them this week. Um, I think they're going to s- snap out of that couple game skid. Um, saw some trends last week, and and I. Uh, against uh, the Saints uh, on uh, Thanksgiving night, and I think this is going to be a good spot here for him to, uh, you know, to to kind of stop New England's winning streak there, and to to try, try to bully them out of winning the, uh, um, you know, the AFC AFC East there. So I like that. Um, I kind of like over the total. That is a low number, but I think they're going to score some points as long as the weather is, you know, going to be relatively decent with the wind and everything. But uh, Give me, uh, um, give me the Bills minus three. If they're two and a half, hit them right away and look at Josh Allen's numbers. I think he's going to have a pretty big game. The the bets are coming in on the Pats. Sixty four percent of the bets and the money as well. Fifty seven percent of the money on the Pats. Right, uh, so right. 
Uh, Drive it down to two and a half. See where that ends up. Uh, any other bonus plays from from either one of you for the week? Uh, any any underdogs to win outright potentially? Detroit Lions this is the week. This is their this is their last chance. We say that every single week that this is their last chance not to lose sixteen games. But yeah, without uh, uh, without well, Dalvin Cook might not be playing. I mean, DeAndre Swift might not be playing. Why are we talking about the goddamn Lions? Right I was now? just throwing it out there. Two plus two forty five on the money line. I mean, what, one game I do like is watch out um, if you can get the Dolphins because um, they're going to start what Mike Glennon at quarterback that the Giants are. Then if the Dolphins, if you can get them around three and a half or four, is to go after that. They're at four and a half right now, and I think that's still a good buy option. But uh, um, that that number is going to go up. So if you're going to get them, get them soon. Um, that is one that I like there. Um, and one other one I want to ask about real quick: San Francisco going to Seattle. Is Seattle just? Are they just god awful? I think so. is Russ bad? Is Russ bad or is yeah, they're bad? Is Russ, the hand still hurting him? I, still I, think bothering. It, I, I think it's a lot of the hand. He's just missing guys, and it's not what we're used to seeing, obviously. But yeah, I don't. I I I looked at that, you know, home underdog. But San Francisco seems like they're finally getting going. Their offense looks really strong. Debo Samuel's a stud, and I yeah, I I can't. I cannot put my money on Russ right now. Yeah. Yeah. San Fran's running game is just tearing it up right now. I mean, yeah. What about the, what about the, what about the Falcons getting 10 and a half at home against the Bucks? <laughs> One team, I, well, a few teams I, I said I was not going to bet the rest of this year is, and one of them was the Falcons. I just, I just don't know. I mean, I'll look at Cordell Patterson's uh, receiving numbers because he's been he's been unbelievable, and they they're trying to feed him the ball as much as possible, and uh, with rushes and with receptions and everything. So that would be the only thing in that I'd really look at. Um, Tom Brady is traditionally not very good at covering in the month of December, but ten and a half—that's a lot of points, but. I, I mean, are you going to bet the Falcons? No, but you can put it in a tease, six point tease. Get them, get them up. Yeah, to you could definitely maybe. tease it. Yeah. Uh, the the other one I was looking at is, is the Texans uh, hosting the Colts. Um, I think I was all over the Texans last week against the Jets. I, that that backfired, um, but I still think they're kind of they're kind of scrappy with Tyrod. Um, get, getting eight and a half at home. I don't know. There's a lot of personal scares me. Always, always, and he was so good in the first half of that game last week against the Bucks. In yes, the second half, then he started giving it away, and then they 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 lose a game that they could have won. Um, that's all I got, Brandon. Anything else for you? No, uh, that's I. I am at the end of my football betting knowledge. <laughs> it was a real treat to have you, Johnny. Anything else for you? Yeah, Bear, Bears in the surprise win. Matt Nagy given four more years. Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, I was so hoping we were going to return the favor and send them packing. <laughs> Me too. Man, I was, <laughs> I, was, I was like, please let the Lions get their first win. Um, but, yeah, 
but you know what? You know, he came out and said that was that was the most meaningful win of his career. So I know, you know I, I, that, as a Lions fan, that means a lot. Yeah, meant a lot to me. I'm yeah. glad for in flat that Matt Nagy calls that the most meaningful win. That Dan Campbell calls two timeouts in a row to basically give him a first down. That, Whatever. The, the end of that game that doesn't was, say a lot for Matt Nagy's career if that's his most meaningful win. Yeah. The end of that game was was a masterclass on the ineptitude of coaching uh, between those two guys. That's for sure. Um, all right, boys, appreciate it. It was fun. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for having me. Uh, check us out next week. We might talk a little bit more college football next week along with the NFL, but good to have Brandon and Johnny on to break this all down this week for week 13. Uh, appreciate everyone listening and we'll check you out next time.